0: Welcome to Today with Multifamily, where we talk with real people who tell us real stories about working in the apartment industry. On today's episode, we are speaking with two trusted leaders who are involved in the legislative issues that are impacting our industry. Kevin Hodges has been in the multifamily industry since 1994, beginning as an on-site leasing associate. Kevin is now serving as the Vice President of Operations for Heritage Properties. Robert Ireland was admitted to the Mississippi Bar in 2002 and worked for Watkins and Eager. He has devoted significant attention to the accessibility issues under the Fair Housing Act and the Americans with Disabilities Act, including both physical barriers as well as emotional support and service animals. Welcome, everyone, back to Today with Multifamily. We are excited to have our guest with us, Robert Ireland with Watkins and Eager. And Kevin Hodges with Heritage Properties.
1: Hello. Hey, thanks for
2: including us. Hello, and thank you.
0: Thank you guys for being here. So, today's episode, we're going to take a little more of of a look at government affairs and why it's important to multifamily. Um, So much of what MAA does exists, it is involved and centered around government affairs. So, a lot of our members may not know that, may not care, may not think it's fun or exciting, but it's so crucial to what we do. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more today so that people get an understanding of why it's so important and why we do what we do. Um, So before we get into all that, we'll start with Kevin and have him tell us um, a little bit more about how he got started in this industry.
2: It's quite funny. 27 years ago, I had gotten out of the airline business and I was looking for something to do for work. And I thought it'd be a fun summer job to become a leasing agent for Arlington Properties. And 27 years ago, or 27 years later, my wife still asked me when I'm going to quit my summer job.
0: <laughs> so it became quite the career for you then. Yes, it did. Yeah, yeah. And you love it?
2: Love it. Yeah. Every minute of it.
0: That's good. We're, we're happy to have you in our industry. You're very valuable to us. So Now, Robert, you're obviously an attorney by trade, but how did you kind of get started with MAA and like start working with our members?
1: Well, so about eight years ago, I got asked to handle what we all assumed would be a routine zoning matter that did was really the tip of the iceberg. And I ended up representing um, four different communities. And during a short amount of time, um, we had developed some kinship. We, we liked each other and they had additional legal issues come up. And uh, they asked me to handle those, and I've never been quite scared of uh, just diving in and figuring things out, and so I did that. And um, some of those folks were members, and some of the members of the association were also affected by the things that were going on, and and really just started in uh, uh, getting to know people through that. Got asked to be on the Governmental Affairs Committee and It's been downhill ever since. So, um, started with one very small thing and has broadened to anything under the sun that could ever happen in an apartment complex. I I may have already thought about it once before, if not a lot of times before. So, that's how
0: I got involved. And we call on you a lot. I know MAA does. Our members do. So, you've really jumped in and, like, learned, like, taken the time to really understand our industry and what is important to us. and. So I know that um, our members appreciate that. Yes, we do. Yeah. And then, Kevin, you, you're you with Heritage Properties. So how did you get involved with MAA? Were you um, forced? <laughs> did I tell you <laughs> you had to get involved?
2: <laughs> Actually, I think it was Laura Polk and Courtney Stark yeah. um, that told me I had to get involved. But uh, I've been a part of a number of associations in my past from uh, different states and areas. And I have to tell you, this is the most active involved, especially with the governmental Affairs Committee that I've seen.
0: Well, and we've really had a lot of issues over the last few years that we've really had to face head on, whether we wanted to or not. And so both Robert and Kevin are on the Government Affairs Committee. They're both board members. And so they're the best people, experts to talk about this and the importance of it. And so, Kevin, with you being on, on the management side with properties, you see firsthand like how different things, ordinances, laws and things, how that affects property. So tell us if you have examples or why that's so important to be involved and to know what's happening.
2: Um, uh, I guess my favorite example is the Alabama landlord tenant law. Um, A few, a number of years ago, legislation was slipped through the cracks um, that made things very difficult for the people in the state of Alabama to evict people and made it very, very expensive for people to, or for landlords to be able to evict as well. Um, And that is what, has kept my ear to the ground going forward. Um, various various city city ordinances with inspections. I've seen some very successful. I've seen some fails. So we're trying to stay ahead of the game on that with a few other cities that are trying to create those in Mississippi, as, as well as other states the heritage is involved in.
0: Absolutely. And I think sometimes our members don't realize what all goes behind the scenes. And Alabama is, was one of the examples that came to mind. I've heard horror stories Yes, when it can <laughs> about ins- that. Yeah.
2: When it can take you six to nine months to get somebody evicted at times in certain areas in Alabama, it's a very difficult process to go through.
0: Yeah, and that really does impact how the properties operate. And so that's why it is so important to understand the government affairs. You don't have to be on all the calls that we have because we have a lot of committee calls. But you need to have an understanding of why it matters. Um, You know, you might think that, oh, I'm an associate, I'm a vendor. This doesn't affect me. But, you know, if certain bills and things get put into place where it makes it harder for properties to operate, that affects everyone that's involved in that. So, really, everyone should have a vested interest in it. Absolutely. And so, Robert, you've got a different perspective. You're not on the property side, but you have clients that this affects. So, tell me from your experience why this is important.
1: Well, so, when I think of governmental affairs – Um, and and how it applies to the industry, there's sort of two basic ways that that it can apply. If you are living in a city or a county, you are regulated uh, by that city or county. And uh, there are things that a city or county can do to make things really hard, having good, easy Open relationships uh, with the folks that you're regulating and being regulated by, I think, is sort of a a, a perfect goal scenario. And sometimes governmental affairs can be uh, helping deal with that. The one other thing that we have a, a good perspective on is when somebody calls me, they may not realize that their neighbors, their peers, their, you know, their friends in the exact same area are being affected by the exact same thing. And so we have the ability to sort of collect experiences within a given jurisdiction or community and and, and approach and deal with uh, uh, governments that way. Uh, The other way is if the laws affect you and passage of laws. And so uh, uh, premises liability reform from a couple of years ago was a really, really big deal um, to the extent that, you know, apartments were getting sued for crimes that were committed by third parties. Um, You know, the premises liability reform uh, movement was very important to us in curtailing Lawsuits and liability and things like that. Another realm is, you know, the CDC order. You know, we're getting regulated by the government, and uh, and and then evictions now, which we're sort of in the middle of, and we'll talk about a little bit. But so, you know, state level, uh, federal level, regulatory level, and then the city level. Um, uh, those are those are all governmental affairs issues. And when you get together as a group and, and have a broad sense of what's going on in the individual community, you can, you know, uh, you know, collect your thoughts and, and make plans as a group. And, and that has been a tremendous help.
0: And it's, it is so crucial. And I, even the last few years, I mean, all eyes have been on the multifamily industry with everything that's gone on, the CDC order, evictions. It's such a hot topic right now. And so I think it's important for people to stay plugged in and pay attention, whether it's not always fun. It can be a little boring topic. It could be dry, but it's so crucial to our industry and what we do. So it's important to pay attention. Um, you know, we're fortunate that we have great, you know, committee members like yourselves who are very active and engaged. Of course, we are, you know, affiliated with the National Apartment Association. So we've got, you know, eyes on You know the federal level that really helps. So we've got everyone, we got all bases covered: local, state, um, national. So you know we're keeping our members covered.
2: And it's crucial for our members that are not on the committee to help keep us informed of of things that they find out about through their local city governments that may be changed. Um, That's how we actually found out about Starkville Uh, starting up a inspection of apartments was from another member.
0: And you might not think that's a big deal, but, you know, if, if they're putting in an, an ordinance where you have to pay 25 or $50 a unit annually, that, that matters. That impacts you. It impacts your business. It impacts the residents. So those are... If you ever hear of those tips, like, we we need to know. That's, that's when we do our best work. <laughs> that's yeah, when we, we know.
1: <laughs> it can be too late after passage to deal with things. So, you know, acting fast and having a good network and a good organization around being able to deal with those issues
0: is super important. Well, so now that we've given our listeners a better understanding of why government affairs is so important, um, I want to talk about an issue that we are facing right now during the legislative session. Um, and Robert is the best... <laughs> one for this topic. So, Robert, tell us, break down a little bit for us kind of what our industry is facing right now.
1: Yeah. So, there was an unfortunate case that uh, a lawsuit that arose out of um, uh, a removal in Columbus, Mississippi. And as a result of that case, we have brought Uh, additional focus on exactly what the eviction statutes say and whether they can be improved. And, um, you know, when I think of Mississippi Apartment Association, I think of it's a group of, you know, committed, dedicated folks that want to be good landlords and want to use the highest and best, you know, professional standards. And so, um, you know, part of being a good landlord is, you know, respecting the dignity of your tenant, even, even if you have to, um, as a measure of last resort, you know, uh, ask for their eviction and then potentially even involve the constable for, the, for their removal. And so by virtue of a court ruling, we are actively thinking through how best to improve the eviction statutes. And um, on a going-forward basis, uh, we need to get some better laws in place or landlords may not be able to, to continue evictions in the easy way uh, or easy procedure of filing uh, that, that we have in the past. And so we have had to think through what those changes need to look like What's an appropriate thing to do? How how can the tenants' rights be recognized in an even better fashion um, uh, for, for all landlords, just not Mississippi Apartment Association members? And so we've done that in, uh, uh, or or that is reflected in a couple of bills that are pending uh, for consideration before the legislature. There's additional options that the legislature is considering. So. Um, Uh, And and I can get as specific on the issues as as you want to, but, um, uh, you know, landlords have a statutory right to evict, they have a contractual right to evict, but you can't do one without the other, and the statutory right is sort of in jeopardy as a result of the the court case and so we're trying to get a fix quick fast and in a hurry so that that statutory right remains fully intact and we can continue evicting people not because we like doing it but but because sometimes it's absolutely necessary and frankly of all the times that this ever could have happened now as i view it, it is one of the worst times because of how hard our industry has been hit by um, uh, tenants having their incomes impacted by COVID. And so, um, uh, we need that right, not because we like doing it, but because uh, at the very end of the day, sometimes that has to happen, that needs to happen, and we need to have the ability to to evict people that aren't, that don't pay their rent. And um, so, anyway, that's sort of a, a backdrop again. I'm Happy to get as specific as you can, as we need to, or anybody is welcome to call me if, <laughs> uh, if if they want to talk through that.
0: Well, so, Kevin, I mean, you're on that side with your properties and management company. So how important is that issue to you all?
2: Using the case that Robert was talking about, it's extremely important both for the landlord and for the resident. If the laws aren't clear, they can get misinterpreted by various judges around the state, various constables around the state. And so for us to be able to have a clear, precise eviction program, and that's the way Robert wrote it, was to help protect both sides.
1: So I think that part of the frustration – and it's natural. It's not anything that I hold against anybody. But part of the frustration in the eviction world is there's 82 different counties, which means there's 82 different justice court judge, uh, justice court systems, which means by necessity, there's going to be some slight differences in how folks handle evictions. And, um, you know, just, just because there's lots of different um, courts and lots of different judges, there isn't one really consistent county-back county approach to things. And I think that some of the changes that we hope to see will make things more predictable, will make things more consistent, will make it easier for the judges to apply, for the landlords to apply, for the tenants to understand. So, uh, right now, just as an example, uh, if you get a possession judgment, uh, you know, In my experience, if somebody called me and they got a possession judgment, I would say, well, have you reached out to the tenant? How much time do they need to move out? And, uh, you know, I certainly couldn't move out in a day. I probably couldn't move out in a weekend. So I'd be asking for as much time as I could get. And um, um, right now, if there are landlords that can go ask that that tenant be removed without giving them the full and complete opportunity that you would want yourself if you were in the same position to to move out on a timely basis uh, before being removed by the constable. And so hopefully what we'd like to see is um, that the tenants be given by statute uh, a set amount of time that gives them plenty of time to, to move out. And in the unfortunate event that somebody has, that a landlord has to go forward with a removal, that that landlord recognizes that they have a legal obligation uh, to, to give them some even more time to retrieve their stuff. So anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is it sure would be a wonderful thing for our industry to develop some consistency. Um, and, and I'm, I, I place no blame on, on anybody, uh, but for, for it being inconsistent, but if we can achieve that, that would be a wonderful thing as well.
0: Absolutely. Like Kevin said, I think we just want it to be clear for both sides, for the tenants, for the landlords, so that everyone has an understanding, the judges, it just makes it easier for, for all involved.
2: I'm fortunate working for Heritage that I get to see, <clears throat> how that law is interpreted differently because we cover the state from the north to the south with apartment communities all over the place or in most of the larger areas anyway. And uh, it's always interesting to see how every aspect of it is, inter- I don't want to say misinterpreted, but interpreted differently.
0: Yeah. This will help make that a little bit easier. <laughs> well, and so stay tuned on that. That's obviously an involving situation and we'll keep you up to date on it. But it's a very important issue that, Robert spent a lot of time working on and our government affairs has committee has as well as our lobbyist so anything can happen hoping for the best absolutely well guys it's almost, we're wrapping up our episode can you believe it <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we always like to end um, each episode with a couple of questions so I'll ask Robert first um, have you ever been a renter or tenant at any time in your life
1: Absolutely, I have. Uh, in fact, I lived in the same apartment complex at three different times in my life in Tuscaloosa. And then that apartment complex got blown away in the 2011 tornado. So, um, yes, most certainly I have been a a, a, a renter and a tenant. <laughs> Hopefully I don't have to move anywhere near as many times for the rest of my life as I did in college <laughs> and yeah. growing up. So,
0: Well, Kevin, what about you?
2: I have never been a renter or tenant outside of this industry. Um, I'd been in dorms and other things, but uh, never been truly a renter until I got into this industry. (laughs) And I worked for um, companies that would allow me to get small discounts, so I would have to pay the rent. But it was quite funny when I came on board with Heritage Properties four years ago, that was the first time in my career that I actually ever had to look for an apartment because we hadn't worked out the details
0: of
2: of everything. But fortunately, the company allowed me to stay in one of their apartments until our house was completed. But that was the first time I actually ever looked for an apartment for myself.
0: Well, I'm sure it made it easy having to find a place quickly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us, Robert, what is the one thing you love most about this industry?
1: Well, it's mighty hard to pinpoint one thing. I might offer two things, but uh, I will tell you that some of my favorite people in the world are the property managers that I've gotten to meet and to work with. Uh, In order to be a good property manager, you've got to have wonderful people skills and some common sense. And that, um, a a successful property uh, manager, I I like them Uh, and and have really, really enjoyed getting to know those folks throughout Mississippi. The other thing that I really like about MAA, which is obviously a part of the industry, is um, uh, I get to learn from people that are plugged in at all different levels, whether they're executive directors, whether they're vice presidents, property managers, vendors, and we can all approach the same issue from a lot of different perspectives, and I learn a ton from the many gifted folks that are not involved in my area about um, you know sort of the true you know what ma- what matters to somebody in the apartment industry, and and I really enjoyed approaching things from that perspective and 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 leaning on my very talented um,
2: peers in the community.
0: Definitely, Kevin would
2: you say besides the people and the relationships that i get to form through this industry um i love the fact that there's an apartment community just about on every other corner in the united states we are one of the largest industries in the entire united states during the hard times the people on site still have their jobs they just may have to work harder you don't see the layoffs that you see in other industries until you, up in the corporate office level, those happen. But for on-site people, and I've gotten a number of my family members into this industry because of its diversity, the way they can support themselves, it pays very well. Um, it's a great industry to, to jump in at any level. Yeah.
0: We talked about that on one of our recent episodes um, about how easy it is to get in this industry. Just, you know, start as a leasing consultant, work your way up. You can really build a career out of it. You know, people don't grow up and say they want to be a property manager. So (laughs) we're hoping to change that. (laughs) This podcast is going to help with that. Um, So then last question, what is your most memorable experience from the time, your time in this industry?
1: That's a hard question for me. I've had a bunch of memorable experiences. Two come to mind. Um, I offered to help move a tenant out one time, and I didn't do it. I did it because she needed a break. She and um, she was smart, um, uh, and and was in a difficult situation, and I had to evict her. But it, it didn't mean that I didn't feel for her. And I was trying like heck to encourage her because I knew what was fixing to happen. I knew the court was going to be on my side. And I was trying like heck to encourage her to take the deal that I was offering and I Offered to help her. And she didn't take it, but um, I have always sort of used that as a, you know, every now and then you just got to go the extra mile every now and then. You know, there I mean there's a person on the other end. There always is. Please consider things from from their perspective. And I'm not bragging as much as I am. I, I got to that point because it was the, the most human it was what anybody would have done. And uh if if the minute that you forget that there's a real life human being on the other end is the minute that you're taking a step in the wrong direction. So uh, I, I have always valued that experience because it brings me back and uh, makes me m- makes me think about things from from everybody's perspective when I'm approaching uh, an issue. I, I'll leave it at
2: that. I, but I've had lots of memorable experiences.
0: That's a good one.
2: It's. I agree with Robert. It's hard to nail down one, um, especially as long as I've been in it and with many properties and team members I've been involved with over the years but I I have to say my most memorable and favorite aspect of this business is watching my team members grow, get smarter, learn more about the industry, get more confident in themselves. I had the pleasure of being a part of one young lady's career who went from a groundskeeper all the way up to now a regional manager. Um, She made her way up through maintenance, flipped over, became a leasing agent in the office and grew her way up all the way to regional manager and, Watching people's successes like that is my most fun thing I get to do in this industry.
0: Yeah, that's great. And even on, I mean, I'm not on property, but even on my side, I get to see that with obviously we've had the same members who you've gotten to see like move up throughout the years and that's so rewarding to get to see them do that. And, you know, you got what you guys do is so important. Um, And so we're appreciative for you guys and all of our members and everything you guys do day in and day out to, to keep people housed. It's a big deal, so I really appreciate that.
2: One day we'll have to do another one of all the funny stories we hear about in the industry. Yeah, that'll <laughs> we'll
0: have to. That, yeah, that'll be that'll be an episode down the road for sure. <laughs> all the stories we can tell. There's a lot you probably can't tell. <laughs> well, thank you both for being here, and I hope that everyone got a little bit more perspective of government affairs. Why it's so important. We love it, obviously. <laughs> but um, thank you all for being here with us and listening, and we'll see you all soon. Thanks thank for having you. me. Thank you. so much for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you'll be notified of future episodes.